Welcome to episode 18 of the Dudes Spake of Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about flags of the world, nor is this a <laughs> nor is this a podcast about discontinued gum flavors. This is a podcast about dudes who are spaking dudes and dudes who are being spaked by dudes. And some of those dudes are really hot. Um, That's and, right. <laughs> and this show is hosted by two dudes. Hi, I'm Sydney. And I am Scott, better known as Red Spake. Scott, welcome back to the podcast, Sydney. It's been a few episodes since we've had you on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. Um, oh gosh, it's been it's been like it's been like seven episodes. I think we had you on last on Camp Red Tails, um, talking about <laughs> back in episode ten, which is coming up this weekend. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yes. Meanwhile, it's uh, it's been a pretty hot weekend in Los Angeles. Uh, in fact, the reco- in, in multiple ways. First of all, the recording of this episode was delayed because <laughs> of heat-induced power outages. Uh, always lovely. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we just had a moon burn this weekend, which turned out to be very, very, very interesting in, in ways that are irrelevant, to, some of which are relevant to the subject matter of this episode, uh, but others just... Uh, just hot. Um, now, uh, both of us have been spanked by a porn star, a, 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 a gay porn star. So, uh, Colby Jansen, we, we talked about him. He, he was at Camp Red Tails last year, and when you were on the podcast in episode 10, you talked about being spanked by them. He showed up at Moonbird. Uh, I was surprised. I was very surprised yes. to see him. I couldn't believe it. Yes. And so, like, I went, I went straight for him. Uh, introduced myself, and I went, even though I had a, a, a T on there, I, uh, as for top, I went straight the hell over his knee. Um, yeah. yep, so I got spanked by, so I got spanked by Colby Jensen. He is, you would mention, you know, he is, he is a total sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Um, really is. And, and better looking in person, I was like looking up photos of him to put for, you know, a Tumblr post to just kind of make note that, that, um, that I got spanked by him. Yeah. And he is better looking in person than oh, he really is and it was, yeah. what's really nice though is he's not he's not really um he's just kind of becoming a spanker which can be a lot of fun because it's new for him and he's completely open to it obviously having um a very uh active career <laughs> in yeah. porn but um yeah it's great to be and it was nice to get paddled the last time i was spanked by him was just the hand and this time i i uh got a bit of a frat paddle action there which was as you can imagine, from a rugby rugby player, that's gonna be a good and strong session. So it was fun. Yeah, I I just got hand spanking from him. I was actually going to go back later on in the afternoon and see if I could convince him to give me some paddle swats. That didn't happen for for reasons, uh, which is which is again what the the real world uh, episode uh, about getting uh, double teaming. I got double teamed for the first time. Uh, but but uh, we will get into that. Uh, but before we get into the real world section, we also want to kind of talk a little bit about a safety thing. Um, we had a bit of a, 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 BD, a BDSM community tragedy um, unfold this fall here in Los Angeles, and the information is just kind of getting out. Um, it wasn't in, it wasn't directly involved in the spanking scene, um, but it's something we should kind of talk about a little bit. There was a a death. In, uh, during BDSM play, um, uh, Cindy, you know a, a little bit about about this, and I think you you know the the top involved. Uh, I don't know him personally. Um, he's certainly very famous in the BDSM community. Um, he's quite an interesting fellow. Uh, he's been an educator in the community for quite a long time. Um, his name is Master Skip Chasey, and 
Um, many people know him personally. I do not. I wish I did. But um, as of uh, the release of the information, he's decided to bow out and essentially take a break from the community itself. But um, what had happened was that he essentially was engaging in consensual play with a bottom that he played with often. And um, this person happens to be a uh, happened to be a professor at UCLA. And essentially, uh, the long of the short is that he realized that the person was not responding the way they should during. Yeah, it was play. a it was a mummification scene for. Correct. Yeah, so right. so this wasn't a spanking scene, but we're talking about it because it's certainly spanking for a lot of people. Spanking is their inroad into learning about other forms of S and M, and it certainly is starting to become that for me. Um, so so yeah, so continue mm-hmm. on. Yes, yeah, so so he wasn't responding. Correct. Yeah, it was a um, a saran rap mummification scene which i've seen done several times um some of the men that i play with really enjoy that i don't like that kind of bondage myself but anyhow he was not responding and then he realized that he wasn't breathing either um essentially the man perished um but skip uh did not flee he didn't try to hide the body all that kind of stuff um it was it was an accident and yeah um, he is not going to have charges pressed against him, but this is something that has made news, and we felt it might be a good idea as a sort of PSA to talk to people about how play is um, always safe, sane, and consensual when the right people are doing it, but accidents can happen. And there are places to go to educate yourself uh, concerning playing the right way if you are interested in BDSM and, and whatever form that may be. And not feeling as though you're getting yourself involved in something that's going to get you in trouble or maybe deadly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for example, there's the Avatar Club here in Los Angeles, which um, Bossman is part of and and uh, you are joining. Um, and they give lots of classes about do, of all different kinds of BDSM. Right. So that would be just specific, just giving a shout out. It's AvatarLA.org for anybody who's interested. And it's the third Wednesday of the month. Um, it's an evening program. Just look it up on the website. And it's welcome to – anybody in the community is welcome to come, including heterosexuals, bisexuals, male, female. It doesn't matter. Now, that said, Avatar is a men's organization, but the class is open to the entire community, and it is specifically for BDSM education, which is a very valuable resource. So if you happen to be in the L.A. area or anywhere near L.A. County, it's a great place to go and learn a little bit about – um, very interesting kinks, anything from chastity on up to bondage, even needle play. Uh, there's a lot of things to learn and maybe things you're not interested, but still interesting to partake in and to, uh, be a part of a class. Yeah. And of course, you know, unfortunately in a situation like this, this was someone who was actually an expert and, and knew how to play, but there was, um, uh, he, the, uh, he he wasn't he did not realize at the time that the uh, the the bottom had been I guess had been sick, um, right? And yeah. was also I guess they found what was in was a GHB in his system. Um, very small amounts, but it wasn't necessarily um, related to the fatality. It was probably something he had in his system from a day or two before. Okay, we're getting we're getting this information from news reports. Um, yeah. I have not spoken to Skip. I don't know him personally. Again. But, um, you know, it, what, the one thing that I felt – we felt it was important to mention was that there are a lot of negative things in the press about BDSM and 
it's just you know it's an education yeah especially yeah it it came i should i should kind of like i i'm very very close and and people in the podcast might find this interesting especially people who know me personally i'm getting i'm inching inching closer and closer and closer into being publicly out in the non-bdsm community about being a bdsm person um, and in fact, uh, I, I've come out actually to to my employers. They, they know that I'm that I'm involved because these issues have kind of come up in in my real world life. And um, I did actually, I, I pretty much very nearly <laughs> came out on Twitter um, because a, a conservative media outlet that I follow on Twitter, I follow all sorts of different kinds of media outlets. Is part of my job. Had had posted, you know, this sort of like. Um, this is why, you know, this is why everyone hates Hollywood because Master Skip is connected to the film industry. Mm-hmm. And of course, what happened has nothing to do with the fact that he's in Hollywood. Um, right. It's a thing, you know, is it, you know, this kind of play happens all across the country. And, and for that matter, people die during vanilla sex, for yeah, God's sakes. Yeah, and and then you know the other component is like there was this really sort of there's been this nasty component to the coverage where people are just kind of shocked that he wasn't charged with anything, right? Like as though he had to have been doing something irresponsible because this is you know weird BDSM. So there there must have he must have been doing something wrong. There was this suggest in that story there was this like borderline defamation you know, suggestion that he must have, you know, mm-hmm. how do we know for sure that this was consensual? I'm like, why, why would you even say that without any evidence? So, so I actually tweeted, I retweeted with some, some comments like, you know, number one, this play goes, goes on all across the country and making it some sort of a Hollywood thing is like culture war crap from the eighties. Yeah. And, and then, you know, number two, there was nothing in any of the news coverage of it that suggests in any way, shape or form that Master Skip had done anything wrong. Well, and for that matter, um, the person who unfortunately passed away had a lover who was in a long term committed relationship. I believe he was actually married and who is not into BDSM. And this is a very common thing in our community where there are there's a, a kink vanilla relationship happening. And. They allow the person in, who needs to go out and experience these things to, you know, go out and do what they need to do and have fun. So he was aware of his relationship with Skip, and he was interviewed many times, and um, of course he's upset. But uh, there was nothing untowards from it. But yeah. you know, yeah. So it's just a disturbing reaction in the, in the, you know, in the public eye about what BDSM is, and we thought it would uh, serve people who like to listen and anybody who's interested to educate themselves a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, if you were thinking of exploring um, other parts of BDSM besides spanking, um, please, please, please feel empowered to do so. Um, but, you know, definitely learn the ins and outs. There's very, very little danger of hurting someone from spankings unless you do something stupid with paddles and hit the tailbone. Uh, you know, we've talked about things like Been that there. whenever we talk about implements, <laughs> about, about avoiding the tailbone, but otherwise, it's pretty safe. Um, you know, once you start going into other areas, there are some safety issues and you, you need to learn them. Um, and don't be afraid. Don't, you know, don't let those safety issues scare you away from trying SM experiences that, uh, that, that intrigue you. Um, mm-hmm. but just, just learn how, learn, learn how to do so. So. And very often some things you may be interested in, they're not exactly what you think. There's a there's just a, a stigma around it. So yeah. it's flogging, for example. So I um I I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the. I finally got flogged for the first time by yeah. by boss man, 
and it was completely different from what I was expected, and I, mm. it didn't hurt at all, and I was just shocked. Um, well, so. I've, I've said many times, I think vlogging really is more of a, a form of body work. It really helps break yeah. a lot of tension. People are listening to this going, what? It's just, I mean, it sounds a lot, you know, when you're, if you witness a vlogging, it sounds pretty brutal, but it's actually really, it's very relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, let's, let's move on to our real world spanking real, uh, real dudes spanking real dudes section of the podcast. Um, and so uh, fun weekend. Let's uh, start off with this. Uh, so boss man, uh, boss man has a new dude in his life. Uh, I'm probably I, I may have to come up with a nickname for him. We were actually talking about that. Um, uh, funny thing, I'm going to start off because I get to make fun of Boss Man. We we both get to kind of make fun of Boss Man a little bit and be a little bit bratty because uh, we we both bought him for Boss Man, uh, and so we like to be brats. We like to be brats with him to encourage the behavior. Um, so so Boss Man's new dude is a top, and much to our surprise. Um, what Bossman has been secretly going through the same journey that I've been going through, which is that Bossman discovered that he really wanted to bottom again. He, like me, he started as trend. he started off as a bottom of the scene <laughs> and quickly, quickly kind of shifted to being a top, which is kind of what I did. And then over the past couple of years, I've shifted back to bottoming um, somewhat. And so he is now, so Bossman is now bottoming again, and he is bottoming for this buddy of his. Um, who is a top, and so they were both at Moonburn, and both uh, both uh, Sydney and I uh, got double teamed on Saturday, uh, and so that's that's the focus of the podcast. So we were planning this out. Um, Sydney was going to talk about it from the perspective of a bottom, and I was going to talk about it from the perspective as a top, uh, because I'd never been double teamed as a bottom before, and now I have. So we can both kind of talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, but let's let's let Sydney talk. Um, <laughs> uh, well, first of all, this is the basic description of what we were talking about when we talk about double teaming. Double teaming is simply one bottom and two tops. That's yeah. simple. Um, and it can, can happen a couple of ways. It can be used multiple, you know, different kinds of implements. Uh, the experience that we both had was um, two tops literally alternating individual swats. So it was going back and forth. Um, but there's also ones where you have tops um, taking turns of like, you know, one will go 10 or 20 swats or whatever, or, or lashes, and then the other top will take over and they'll go back and forth that way. I've done both of those um, mm. as a top. So, so of course, the, the big thing is like, well, this is all about the bottoms experience a lot. So, so Sydney, you have a lot of experience getting double teamed. So, so what appeals to you as, as for someone being double teamed as the bottom? Uh, it just, for me, it, I'm, you know, I have my own reasons for spanking altogether. To me, it's, it's really, mm, it's a deep, um, chemical brain pleasure as much as it is, um, any of the elements that are in spanking is such as like the humiliation and there's a little bit of, you know, um, of a mind fuck that way, but you also get quite the dopamine high from, from spanking and double teaming really ramps that up. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's much, much more intense experience, and obviously intentionally. And it usually gets a lot of attention. I'm a bit of an exhibitionist when it comes to being spanked. I do kind of like people to watch. It's kind of fun. Well, that that 
it's, you know, a double teaming tends to get a lot of attention because not only does it take up some space, but it's pretty loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, but, uh, I, um, I started double teaming at Camp Redtail actually. And it was, um, a couple of very experienced tops, which is a good point to make that you want to make sure that if you're going to, if you decide to do this, make sure that you're talking to people that really know what they're doing and not just say they know what they're doing. Maybe you should kind of observe these people play before you decide to take on a, a double team situation. But um, my favorite in way to do it is straps, um, prison straps, razor straps, um, belts. Those usually are involved. Uh, this time around was just uh, well, it was kind of fun. It was like a prison strap versus a razor strap, which you know each had their own kind of feeling. Yeah. One's a little heavier, but. Yeah, it was kind of it was very. I took um, I took for for one session I took the, the like you the the razor strap prison strap combo. Boss man had mm-hmm. the prison stra- right. the, the razor strap the razor strap and and boss man two had the uh, had the other one. And then we um since now since uh boss man and I both have Jakari paddles, there was also a session where the two I lent, loaned my Jakari paddle and the two of them beat me beat me with two Jakari paddles. So um Yeah, I have to say that was really entertaining. Somebody- <laughs> very entertaining i am i am awakening <laughs> i'm awakening to my exhibitionist tendencies as a bottom because it's funny because uh, um i used to one of the reasons that i didn't bottom i stopped bottoming for moonbird is because like i felt awkward if i couldn't get into it I, I i felt kind of a little bit embarrassed about not being able to do a decent scene um yeah. but when i can oh i'm i'm fine and i was in i was I, w- I went to growling mode which i don't know if i've mentioned that when i'm when i'm bottoming there's like there's a point where you reach that adrenaline high or what or whatever that rush is and your behavior, you know, can play you um, get very sort of, um, I guess, sort of calm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just yeah. you're in that headspace. I get very butch. I start growling and, and it's like it's like uh, I'm like I'm very much in the mindset of I am taking this pain. So it's very much like it's almost like a runner's high for me. It's like it's the, the, yeah. know, the person who's exercising, who's really feeling like they're pushing themselves. So, so I kind of really got, yeah. got into that space. And so that actually is some things you should think about if you're thinking about your bottom and you're wondering if you can get double teamed. Um, mm-hmm. Some things about is first of all, of course, obviously it is much, um, it has the potential of being much, much more intense than a typical spanking because, of course, they're um, – when people are alternating swats, there isn't that um, sort of rest as if, if you're getting strapped. There's a pretty bit of a difference in in, in time between you know each because they're pulling back and aiming and all of that. Mm-hmm. So so there's mm-hmm. like a second or two between hits with a lash uh, yeah. with a strap. Um, sometimes a little bit less with with a paddle unless they're being you know if they're being really mean they can certainly rip the the crap out of it if you're getting mm-hmm. a whooping. Um, if you're getting double teamed, those breaks are not happening. So, okay. so the build up, you know, it does build up. The, um, uh, but it builds up a little bit more rapidly than what you might expect, and you have to be someone who um, can get into headspace. Yeah. To, to well, and you have yeah. to be you have to be willing to go along for the ride. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of part of the deal. But like the first time I was double teamed, you know, we agreed that it's going to be 150 at a time, 
And I'm going to ride through that and then take a break, 150 more, ride through that, take a break, 150 more. So I agreed to um, quite a few. And I think it was pretty close to that this time around, too. It, it's kind of, I don't know, for me, it's kind of fun to, like, build up the numbers. But uh, the sometimes they do break. Like, like um, Boss Man and his friend did take a little bit of a break in between each one. Yeah. And when I asked for more... <laughs> Then when I ask for more at the end, they go, Jesus Christ, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that when, when I talk about what it feels like for a top, you know, and how to do it safely yeah. as a top. But as, as a bottom, um, if you're someone – like, I wasn't sure I was going to do this because I, I – like, last month – I've talked about uh, about my need to get into a headspace. It's why I like the bully play. Um, it could be a challenge for me to bottom sometimes to, to do that whole letting go that's necessary. And so um, last month at Moonbird, uh, when I was playing with Boss Bit, I could not take very much. And I felt really, really embarrassed. I had to stop the scene. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be waiting to double team as a bottom to do the podcast. But for the past week, I've been in... I uh, when I was talking to when I was texting with the bully and I I, I, call, I told him I'm feeling very spank horny, which <laughs> and I, for the last week I've been really 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 wanting to get a hardcore spanking. Mm. And and well, I, you got it. Yeah, and so I, so I told Boss Man that um, in advance, and then so I was watching you get double teamed, and he had spanked me a little bit, but it was short. And and after you were done, and um, we had pulled we pulled out this, this table out of the middle room, and we were making a big spectacle of of course. Uh, um, uh, and after they were done, they were t- they were starting to get the table back, and I was like, wait, stop. Mm. And I decided on the spot. That I was going to do it, and I was going to get double teamed, and I and I realized at that point I was definitely in the mindset, um, and so we pushed forward, and yeah, I kind of went along for the ride, um, yeah. and it was it was more intense than it would have been if it was if it had been just uh, just me and Boss Man alone, um, mm-hmm. but I I really really liked it. Um, you have to be willing up to give control. Um, you have to be with you have to be okay with being pushed. Yeah. Um, it's like a, I think we're. It's like it's like getting hazed, you know. That hey, you have, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the the fantasy of fraternity hazing, you have to. Um, if you end up getting, uh, we've talked about this in, or I've talked about this when I did the bully the the bully episode. Um, if you end up getting more than you were expected, um, if you end up feeling, you know, if if you end up feeling like your your limits, you were pushed too much. Um, you you have to be okay with that having happened, um, mm-hmm. because you asked for when you're doing a double team, you are asking to be pushed. You're you know it's not patty cake, um, mm-hmm. and so like even if it's just hand spanking, it doesn't yeah. even have to be implements, you know. Yeah. So, but 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 even so, um, if it takes you further than you're expecting, um, you have to be able. You have to be willing to. Not hold it against the bottom, unless you know, unless you've set real threshold or not hold it against the top. Um, if you've set some some serious thresholds though in advance, you know, so like you know, you need to stop if you break skin or something like that. If you go with a safe word, if if you do those things, of course, that you know, if they if they if you set guidelines, if you set rules and they break those rules, certainly you know, you should object to that. But if you're willing as a bottom to to go along for the ride, you need to accept that it's a ride. Yeah, well, I mean, that's I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I've, I've it's it's been several several sessions. I don't even know, like four or five times now. But 
I've, I've, it's a real thrill for me. Um, yeah, the yeah, roller coaster right. doesn't. Just... Yeah, the roller coaster doesn't mm-hmm. stop until it gets to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's 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 like I don't know. It's like chili. You know, you need it hotter and hotter. And spanking to me just kind of gets goes that direction. Yeah. Double teaming helps that out. But um, yeah. But you have to do. You have a couple of concerns as a bottom. For one thing, you're very likely if you're not experienced, your skin is very likely going to break. Um, so you need you need to be prepared for that. Um, yeah. There are lots of ways to do that. You can have sort of uh, medical bandages available that are called like tegaderms or any other uh, you know large size band aid kind of products. You can get ready for that. Some disinfectant. You know you're, you want to make sure you're doing this at the end of your day if this is like a a marathon issue and you're going to play and have other kinds of play going on. Obviously you want to have plenty of buildup. Unless you're um, Sydney. But- <laughs> well, you know, my ass can take a lot. But the thing is, is you could like build it up. You know, you yeah. don't have to start a double teaming with implements like a good, you know, you may be just fine with a couple of good. Some people have paddle hands, you know, like um, our friend Glenn, good Lord. I mean, he's got a hand that just can't, just can't be broken. So, you know, maybe some hand instead of an implement and then build it up. And, and you know, if you're really into spanking and you like the idea, there's ways to build it up. But, uh. Yeah, um, and so so for for the perspective of a top, because I've done a lot, I've done a lot of double teaming as a top. I don't know if more, do, I've, I don't know if I've done more double teaming as a top as you've done as a, as you felt as a bottom. Um, <laughs> but I've done it a lot, and I actually really, really, really enjoy it. So so it's worth talking about what a top gets from sharing a bottom, because it, it you know it, it may seem a little bit odd. Well, so the the first thing is you know we talked about for the bottom it's a ride and you're okay with being pushed so when you look at it then from a top what a top sees is here's a bottom that's giving me permission to be sadistic um as opposed to the discipline the disciplinary the disciplinarian with the naughty boy you know this is a situation you know where i can we can be bullies we, you know, the whole idea of the hazing, of the pushing, of the this is it's making it very clear that this is play where we get to enjoy inflicting pain on the bottom. And so, if that's something that motivates you as a spanking top and a sadist, this is a way of making that happen when you've got a bottom who can really, really take it. And for me, you know, I love it again because these are, you know, these are bottoms who are okay with being broken. You know, um, pretty much everyone that I've double teamed as a top, except for maybe one, have been ones that have been pretty much it. It ended because um, they it would have been unsafe for us to continue, mm-hmm. not because they asked for us to stop. So, <laughs> so it's a situation where we could we could really really go, you know, and it, we could we could um, uh, we could really manhandle them. Um, I've double teamed with Boss Man. Um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a couple, uh, I think more than one person. I've double teamed with Frank, um, a couple guys, and um, and there was one that we could really just push over a bench. Well, they, I, one where I treated them the way that Bosman was treating me um, as yeah. a bottom. Where and and by the way, Sydney Sydney grabbed my legs to keep me from kicking. <laughs> um, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, so you get to you get to manhandle the bottom. Um, unless you're, you know, in some situations, and there, otherwise it's not really how you handle a strapping. Um, of course, sure. you need you need them laying down. Um, uh, but but when I was double teaming with things with 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 paddles and with bath brushes, you could really kind of push them around. Um, mm-hmm. And then the one thing I've discovered is that um, tops 
don't just get energy from the bottom. When tops are playing with each other with the bottom, doing these double teams, we get energy off of each other. We really kind of like mimic each other, uh, mimic each other's tones and 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 um, style of play. Um, we really kind of it's kind of hard to explain, but we definitely feed off of each other as tops. Um, yeah. You know the pace, the control of the scene, um, the way that the bottom reacts. So like if we're if one of us if it's we're, we're going back and forth and, and you know and we notice the the bottom react a certain way to the other top. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we can sort of duplicate that. And so we're just sort of all, the three of us are all kind of learning from each other instead of this one-on-one mm-hmm. thing. Um, the other thing that can happen is if we're taking turns, um, if one person is taking turn and the other person is just kind of hanging back and watching, um, when we're dealing with really tough bottoms, uh, I've mentioned this before, um, spanking is physically draining for the top. Uh, and and uh, bottoms don't always realize this, especially if they've always been bottoms. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> long scenes are physically very very draining. My arm, my my shoulder. You know, you, you can really pull your you know pull your shoulder. And um, mm-hmm. and so it's a way for us to meet the needs of tough bottoms and gives us chances to take us to take breaks. While keeping the scene going, so you've got one one top spanking the bottom, while you know the other one is sort of hanging back. And for me, that that's been a really good way of dealing with really really hardcore bottoms. Well, you know, and I I guess there another perspective on this is that a bottom can push tops. Like you know, one of yes. something I said during something I, that was said during our session. You know, they kind of took a little break, and I said, "What is there is there blood spatter? Because if not, we can keep going." You know. <laughs> Because you know, I, I sort of kind of like that uh, that sustained. But yeah, I guess yeah, for sure. I mean, but we um, actually they had to take a when I decided I wanted to try it. We still needed to take a break because um, the the bossman's bossman two, uh, his his shoulder needed to recover from strapping you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you needed a break too. I mean, it wasn't this is your first time? Well, no, no, no. Break. I hadn't been. No, no, no. It wasn't. I wasn't the one. No, 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 no. Between you and me. Right. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They hadn't. They hadn't punished me yet. He was still recovering from you, <laughs> Mister. 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 Demanding bottom. Yeah. There were some breaks when I was when I was bottoming, um, and surprises. I was not. And I always love it when there are surprises. I'm, I, I was not expecting. I knew we were getting strapped. I was not expecting the paddles. Um, even oh, though the jacaris are yeah. Yeah. Fun. Um, and uh, so, so they really pushed me. Um, yeah, from, from from the tops and the bottoms, it's kind of a different experience. Is I really, I like I said, I really, really enjoy double teaming as a top. So, um, uh, we've talked about safety issues. Um, be prepared. Yeah, just to, the, the 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 thing we want to leave you with: um, if you're a bottom, prepare for having a busted ass. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, the uh, first time I did a double team uh, scene. The both tops were, like I said, very experienced, and they um, we worked at a hand maneuver, a hand gesture when I when I thought I needed a pause, which is a good idea because very often, um, you know, the spanking is not only loud, but there's probably going to be a group of people that may not actually hear you say a safety word, or you might have to shout it. But a hand gesture is much more simple, so that's a good idea. Yeah. Whereas I'm, you know, I'm. 
physical enough that it doesn't because because Sydney is a very um, I don't want to say passive isn't the right word, but he, you definitely get into this very sort of particular headspace where it's just mm-hmm. we you know I wouldn't tell if you've had enough unless you did something physical to indicate it. Whereas I was like pushing off you know pushing away. yeah I was you know they they could you can always tell when I'm reaching my limit. Um, <laughs> Um, and then I, <laughs> uh, uh, so be prepared. Um, if you're someone who liked the idea, I, I had the episode about, about, uh, getting a whooping. Um, if you're someone who listened to that podcast episode and decided to go get a whooping, uh, and, and enjoyed that experience or well, enjoying isn't the right word, but you know, after that experience, you're like, I'm glad I did that. Um, then maybe double teaming is something you may want to consider. Um, mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, and I would say um, definitely get to know the tops uh, first. Um, I, of course, I, I knew Bossman very well. And then, you know, I usually trust people that, that other people that I know have played with. So even though I hadn't played with uh, Bossman 2, um, I, trusted, I, I trusted him um, because, well, first of all, I saw them playing with you. Um, yeah. And he knew what he was doing. Anyone, usually pretty much anyone who knows how to use a strap, um, I find it to be pretty trustworthy as tops because it's it's not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, mentioning that uh, being prepared to really stick to your agreement. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be don't be a, don't be a little bitch about it. We kind of talked about the fact that you just need to expect that that you're going on a ride. Um, and so, if you're still not sure. Um, Maybe do a rather before doing a double teaming, do something like a whooping where you you get a guy, you a single top to go intense with you, mm-hmm. um, and see how you feel about that before you make decisions. Although honestly, um, this first session being double teamed for me was not as intense as the whooping I got from from Boss Man on my last birthday. I've actually had harsher one-on-one sessions, but this was my first double teaming session, and I imagine. Future double teaming sessions might get a little bit more more intense. Um, I'll see to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's the thing. Is like you you start. It's a really good way to build a tougher butt and um, build some tolerance. Yeah. Although for every person, it's completely different. But um, yeah, and a fun I, way to yeah. get that. Yeah, and I essentially found another top I want to play with. Essentially, so so um, mm-hmm. so uh, Bossman two. Bossman Junior, maybe maybe I'll call him Boss. Oh, there it is, Bossman Junior, because he's he's a, he's a couple years, he's a little bit younger than Bossman. Um, so oh. so Bossman and Bossman Junior, and and he is a bossy top. Um, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so so the way he's, I like them. Yeah. So so he is on my he's on my list of tops now. So there's now three three tops that I know that I that I, that can uh, pretty much uh, uh, bed me over as they please. Um, Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, and so with that, let us go into the uh, fantasy life of spanking section. Um, I uh, after a Moonbird party, we were out um, shopping. We went to a, a BDSM shop in uh, West Hollywood, and um, they sell leather pants there. And uh, so I decided to try on some leather pants. And the reason I, I reason I did this is because um, Boss Man looks really, really good in leather pants. Um, and, and he, he has that, butt. not everyone can pull off mm-hmm. leather pants. He has the, the, what I call the Benjamin Browder from Farscape 
butt. And so if you've never seen, if you don't know who I'm talking about, if you don't know who Benjamin Brow- Ben Browder is, an actor, a sci-fi show called Farscape. Do some do some Google searches of his, and he was a he was a he was an actor who knew how to pull off a pair of leather pants. He had an amazing amazing ass, and uh, and uh, so does Bossman in leather pants. And so I decided to try some on, um, and I. I yeah. I, I, you know, I was like, dude. It, well, I, I mean, I was there too. I do remember. Um, some things just don't work for some people, and some other things do. So you needed more of the leather jeans, but you were also trying on some of the pretty serious, expensive wear, which you know. And then the salesperson was kind of leading you into an area that even you know, uh, yeah. Bossman and I were kind of looking at you, going, mm, maybe not. Yeah, but leather leather definitely has a tremendous appeal for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll, we're so our fantasy life. We're talking about the fantasy of the the leather man and the the relationship with the leather man. And of course, you know, S and M is pretty obvious. And also, also to the spanking, you know, spanking scene. There, what are those intersections? So so Sydney, you you love leather though. Yeah, I do. I really do. So what do you um, what do you like about it? There's just a very uh, leather has a very hyper masculine uh, aesthetic and history and culture surrounding it. Um, anybody who knows Tom of Finland, you know, all you have to do is look at those images and, and you can kind of see what leather men aspire to. Uh, very few men can actually, you know, who would look amazing in leather would be, of course, Colby Jensen. He would he'd be so completely amazing in leather. I, I'd have to see him head to toe in leather. I'd probably just fall right in love with him. <laughs> but, uh, he, he he definitely evokes that uh, Tom of Finland aesthetic with his body type. Um, but it has just this – so many things that appeal to the senses, the smell of leather, uh, the, the sense of authority that comes with a man who's head-toe leather-bound. Um, yeah, it's a type a, of uniform, and then there's this sort of relationship between S&M and uniforms and control and, and right. who's in a position of authority. Um, yeah, and then the bully is kind of has gotten a bit into leather as, as well, and he apparently he and his uh, boyfriend uh, occasionally go around. They don't wear leather stuff, big leather things publicly like the, the leather outfits, but they'll wear they'll they'll wear regular clothes and secretly be wearing leather jock straps underneath them. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him what he liked about them. And he says he likes this. He's very much into the, the smell of, like you, you mentioned, he likes mm-hmm. the way that the leather smells and it takes on, um, it takes on the shape or the, the feel of your body. Um, it absorbs your warmth and he likes the mm-hmm. way that it feels after you've been wearing it for a while. Well, he probably does what a lot of other men do. Like I have a leather jock that I wear from time to time, and I love to wear it because it kind of gives that, your crotch that nice, big, meaty, almost kind of like a codpiece feel underneath your clothes. So people kind of look down, which is a little bit of a thrill. And then, and then he's, you know, there's also the smell. I mean, you can stick your hands down your pants and kind of smell your own hand, which guys do that all the time. But leather just has that nice appeal to it. Um, but when a man's wearing it uh, in conjunction with a corporal punishment scene that's just like just tip tip top for me. But ironically enough, um, the leather community is not necessarily about spanking. Like a lot of leather men look at that and go, oh my God, that's got to hurt. Like it, it's not, believe it or not, um, despite the image of the super masculine man, usually uh, what's associated in the leather community is flogging. And that's kind of like the gateway. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a funny because there, there. I, I know there are people who are in the spanking community who aren't connected to the leather community and think 
that the leather community looks down on people who are into spanking for some reason. And but yeah, that's once I've gotten to know a few other people who are into leather. Yeah, they, they think the difference between flogging and spanking is that spanking actually hurts. <laughs> and so I thought it was because they thought it was you know childish and boyish and not masculine. And of course, for some people, some people have that mentality. They they do want to be brought, you know, they do want to do the little boy thing, and they're not interested into the leather thing. Uh, but some people are, yeah. So, but there is a relationship between leather and spanking uh, and the S and M scene. And we can talk about you know Tom. We mentioned Tom of Finland. Tom of Finland mm-hmm. incorporated spanking and belting and strapping and fl- and also flogging. But but there's definitely you know hand belt spankings in several of his drawings and they're very hot um and there yeah there were you know uh etienne is a was another SM artist who incorporated um spanking into their artwork so there is within the the fantasy culture of s&m mm-hmm. um right. spanking has been portrayed as a way for a leather man to express control over another person and spanking is a way a, a way of showing your dominance over them and there are people who at, who wear leather to moonburn um at least a couple I, you know i know of one top um certainly who's who's uh in a often a, a leather sort of um a leather police either a leather uniform leather uniform or a police sort of uniform um right. at at moonburn right yeah well the, you know a lot of the leather uniform um, regimen and basically there are several regiments, but the, the, there's a way of dressing that expresses a desire to either dominate or submit, and that's one of the other things I really love about leather is that there's that dark edge to it. There's a little bit of um, of an expressed um, role. There's very clearly defined roles usually in um, the BDSM community as far as leather is concerned, and that has a lot to do with um, that representation of almost a militaristic. Um, authoritarian dominance, which is so appealing. Um, and it is fun to combine that with spanking. Um, but a lot of men, a lot of men really, really prefer the flog, but, um, I'm fine with both. Yeah. So, but so for example, if, if say you're someone listening to the podcast cause you're into spanking and maybe you yourself are not a leather guy, I'm not a leather guy. Um, but I do like masculine and a masculine you know, dude. And if, if, for example, mm-hmm. Boss Man wanted to leather pant, wanted to wear his leather pants and, and, and mm-hmm. beat me ass, I, I would happily go over his knee, over his lap, and feel the leather on my thighs while he beat my ass. But if you're, but even if I wasn't wearing leather, so if you're into someone who is very much into the leather scene, um, but you really just kind of want spanking. Like, how do you do you approach that in a certain way? When because you know a lot, you know a lot of people in you know S and M scene beyond just spanking. How do you approach a leather guy for spanking purposes? I I tend to just be very direct. Um, it doesn't always get me my way, but I'll I usually I'll carry a paddle with me uh, wherever I'm going. It's like as far as like social scenes, bar scenes, etc. And I'll just essentially just ask him if you would mind spanking my ass and I'll hand him a paddle. And sometimes they're surprised. Sometimes they laugh. Sometimes they're up for it. Sometimes they're not. But I think it's just, just fun. It's really playful and fun to just be direct and just kind of even just walk up to him and hand him a paddle. That's worked several times for me. But, you know, of course, you have to keep in mind that everybody's into the same thing that you might be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, yeah, back in uh, back in episode four of the podcast, we talked a lot about the the, the spanking spectrum and, and where people fit um, in the, the imports of spanking in their sexual play and their sexual lives. You know, from from the low end of it just being a sort of a war about for sexual activity, all the way up to spanking fetishists who you know spanking is more important than than sex even. So I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of leather men. Um, in the BDSM scene, they're in the middle, you know, it's, it's a kink. And so they may have a lot of different things that they're interested in. So, so maybe something to think about is if you're interested in someone who's into leather um, and you want to be spanked by them, are you interested and willing to try other things with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's always a good uh, way to approach it just by being, you know, willing to, uh, try the things and then negotiate yourself into, I mean, and so many men are just, it's, it really, they probably really wouldn't even flinch. They'd probably just say, I mean, many men have just said, yes, I have had been, you know, a couple surprises where the guy just looks at me like I'm crazy, <laughs> but you know, uh, that's a good point. You Were they also a power about him? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. You can't make assumptions based on what the way that someone presents themselves. There are a lot of men who look super, super just, Oh, you know, yes, daddy. And then you go up to in their, you know, their bottoms or whatever reason, it's fine. But, um, um, yeah, you have, if you're willing to try other things as a way of negotiating yourself into a spanking scene, then you're probably more likely to play with more men in the leather BDSM scene than not. Yeah. Just always remember that always, 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 you know, whether not just in the spanking scene, but pretty much everywhere in the fetish scene, um, you know, the other person has their fantasies too. So there's this negotiation where you're trying to figure out, trying to find as many intersection points as you can, especially, you know, if you, if you see a hot leather daddy and you, you want to get a spanking from him. If he's like, can I attach clothespins to you? And I'm like, um, <laughs> maybe. I was just, I, I just kind of said that out of the blue, but I'm like, you know what? I, I, I've never done that. It doesn't really mean much to me, but if there was a hot, you know, leather top and, and, I wanted to bottom for him. I, I I might actually I might actually let him do that. So oh come on! If Colby Jansen wanted to cover you in clothespins, you'd be <laughs> <laughs> probably probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think also what's a, a good way to do it is just to pay attention to who's doing what. Generally, um, when men get together, things start happening. There might be you might see someone who might start off with uh you know playing with their friends maybe doing some cbt some cock and ball torture like you see some hand spanking in the front of the body or as in the back they may be more willing to play with you um maybe somebody who set up a chris um a cross and they've got someone that they've been flogging they're probably going to be more willing to play with you you know so just kind of pay attention to who's doing what and generally you you know you're you might strike it rich and have a good time no i think that's uh, i think that's about it i think that's yeah i think we've uh we've had a lot of a lot of uh leather fantasies there but yeah definitely be open i think that both both uh both parts of our podcast kind of have the same lesson here um (laughs) (laughs) be open be be open and be willing to be experimental um Mm -hmm. and uh and and maybe you'll get what you get what you want and maybe you'll discover things that you that uh, you didn't know you were interested in um mm-hmm. and uh you find out you like them because of someone uh that you were attracted to who is into other things so with that um we do have a, a, a question i got um that we want to wrap up wrap up the podcast episode with um i got uh, contacted by somebody on 
uh, Spank This Hiccups, a uh, gentleman who just started listening to our podcast. Uh, it's awesome, man. Thank you. And thank you back. I'm, I'm reading his uh, his message. Um, uh, it's opened me up to new ideas. He's probably going to attend some local spanking parties and Badass Weekend now, which he was really hesitant to do before, which is great. I always love it when I get people willing to go out to the parties. Um, also, it is uh, also it may be better at communicating with tops, understanding what's going on from their perspective, and probably made me a better bottom. I tend to get really submissive and don't like to dictate a scene, but you've given me some tips to encourage a top. Love the podcast on being a brat, which Sydney was on. I'm not naturally a brat, but there were seven, but there were some gems in there. Uh, for folks who haven't heard that, that was episode eight. Uh, and what he's referring to is the, uh, the idea that, that being brat is not really about being a child or a little kid. Um, it's about being a sort of a oppositional, you know, naughty force. Um, it's about using it's about using misbehavior as a way of encouraging the top to push you further, and so kind of listen, yeah, right. using instigation. So, so listen to episode nine if you you kind of want a little bit more about what he's getting at. So he does have a question for me. He's never been to a party or an event before, and he's pretty selective over who spanks me, uh, spanks him. I need a guy who is physically dominating for this to work. Um, and so, any tips for not being a standoffish asshole? Well, um, can I can I kind of throw my two cents in there? Sure. All right. Well, one of the things that you have to remember is that it's uh, a lot of it is um, the assumptions that you're making about a guy who's <laughs> who's big and burly and dominating. Believe me, I like that too. But I just recently had an experience at a spank party in San Francisco with someone who I would normally probably not say yes to, but he was a younger dude, very slight, younger than me, and it wound up being a really, really great experience. So don't say no necessarily just because they don't fit the body type that you're after. Yeah, what I would recommend is to, to not being a standoffish asshole. Um, if someone comes up to you that you're not immediately interested in and they just immediately want to spank you um, – it's there's nothing wrong with saying I I'm not really ready for that yet. Can we talk? Maybe you know maybe we can just talk. You know, tell me a little sure. bit about yourself, mm-hmm. um, and um, and get to know them a little bit better because then you can kind of you you can kind of feel that person out. Um, and yeah, the, the physically dominating thing, and I kind of get what you're going for. Um, if you want a, a really physical experience. Um, um, I understood that you, you may have a little bit of a, of a particular physical body type that you're looking for. Um, watch someone play. Um, boss man, uh, for example, um, does, does not necessarily look physically imposing at rest. Um, he's, he's a guy. Um, he's masculine in a very sort of unassuming way. He um, is very. He can get very, very physical as a top, uh, and I've given him permission to be physical. And that's another thing to, to, to keep in mind. Um, good tops are um, adjust to the needs of their bottom. So if you, you know, if someone's not, if you're seeing someone, they don't seem particularly physically dominant with a bottom. Um, it may not mean that the person is not a physically dominant top. It may mean the bottom doesn't want that experience. And my behavior as a top varies widely 
based on my experiences with getting, you know, there's there's guys that, I, and I've talked about this in podcasts. There are guys that just physically grab and drag into another room to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Bossman does that to me. Um, and then there are guys who who don't. Um, and you know, I've scared away guys who have seen me beating the crap out of someone and I've talked to them later I'm like oh no 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 you don't have to you don't have to do that and so if there's someone that you don't think is physically dominant you know get to know them a bit you find out what their fantasies are because it may turn out they may turn out to be doing something like I do where they 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 scale back on being the bully because they they know the bottom doesn't want that and they're just being a good top for their bottom mm-hmm. um and so that's also a way of avoiding being a standoffish asshole um, yeah. is just to get to know someone. I'm friends with guys at Moonburn who um, I've never spanked or who have never spanked me. I'm friends with guys that I tried getting spanking from and it didn't work, you know, and so I just kind mm-hmm. of stayed, stayed being friends with them. Um, the way to avoid being a standoffish asshole is to um, not always see someone in the spanking community as someone who's either spanking you or being spanked by you, or is someone you just ignore entirely. You know, there's this wide range, and you know, and that's becoming friends with people like that. Um, and then, then, unfortunately, on the other hand, sometimes there are guys you you may try that, and then there are yeah. guys on the other side who um, are only interested in you mm-hmm. if they're interested in spanking or being spanked by you. You know, and that's an unfortunate. Yeah. Well, as a bottom, I've come across many men who I'm not really interested in playing with, and it's happened many, many times um, where they've approached me. Um, this happens at Moonburn frequently. Um, the same people, as a matter of fact. And I've learned that if you really want to send the right message, not only to the person who's questioning you, but also to the other men around you who may be listening, it's best just to be polite. Um, being standoffish and could mean a lot of different things where you just – kind of behave like a you know like a little bit bitchy and walk away or whatever it's always best to just say you know what no thanks i'm sorry and then that's it um keep in mind that if your reaction does set up an image uh and can change the way that guys think about you especially if this is a a group of people you're gonna be playing with in the future so um there that said there are times when you should be a little more aggressive and maybe a little more assertive in your no because i have had Mm-hmm. I have yeah. had men that I just don't want to – they think it's okay to push you and that you are going to take yes for an answer, and that's that. And that's, of course, not true. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to be assertive if that's the problem. Yeah, one of the things you'll discover if there's a, someone you have to tell no to repeatedly, as you're probably not the only person that has happened to. And right. so the other people on the scene will will understand what happened and probably will not judge you for it. In fact, right. sometimes they might come in and help rescue you, uh, <laughs> which is a which is a thing that has happened uh, uh, sometimes at, at Moonburn parties. If there's if there's someone that we we know has a reputation for for that, and there's a there's a newcomer at the party, um, will come over and you know join the conversation just to make sure that someone doesn't feel like they're being pushed into doing something they don't want to do. Um, but yeah, um, always be willing to talk and be friends and get to know someone. And, you know, that's different from, from saying you have to be spanko. And if you're someone on the other side of this, um, it, when there's a newcomer who comes to your party, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy who's like, looks at the new beat and says, 
and the only thing you care about is walking over there and trying to get a, get him to get over your knee with a spank, you know, to spank him because you think he's hot and you don't actually give a shit about who he is. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be that person. It's all on the approach. And I think I've mentioned other podcasts I've been a, a guest on that. I really figured out that really basically everybody wants to be approached. It makes things easier when you are the one being approached and it's flattering. Yes. But it's all in the way that you do it. It's all in the way you do it. And sometimes as a bottom, you, you kind of really want the top, you know, to ask the question, do you want to play? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been standing there yapping with the top who just won't get to the point. And you're kind of like, okay, I've only got yeah. so much time at this party. <laughs> Let's go. So, you know, um, obviously there's a lot of issues surrounding um, the the verbal interplay and, and getting yourself into the actual scene. But um, never be afraid to be assertive. Yeah, I mean, as a top, I actually, I like it when bottoms approach me too because I'm still in this weird age-wise, you know, I'm in that, I'm in that this middle-of-life gray area where since some people, you know, some people want, you know, daddy tops and some people want, mm-hmm. some people want bully tops, you know, and I could do, you know, I could be a bunch of different kind of tops, but I don't right. know, I don't know what the bottom is looking for <laughs> in, well, that's why I learned just to just to say it. I, <laughs> if I if I'm waiting, I'm gonna be waiting for a long time. I've yeah. just figured out how to approach and say what you'd like to do, and and you wind up usually most of, most most of the time I wind up having exactly what kind of fun I would like to have. So anyway, yep. And so uh, I think that's uh that's uh enough for that it's question. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that uh, wraps up our episode. Uh, thanks very much for. Uh, coming back Sydney and giving us some more information on uh, how to get your ass beat really really hard (laughs) my pleasure anytime yeah and uh, so with that we'll wrap up the podcast Um, if you have questions um, suggestions uh, need advice uh, you can hit me up on spank this hookups as red spk scott Um, everywhere else on tumblr on waps on Recon, on Scruff, I am Red Spank Scott. So uh, track me down, say hello, let me know if you want to hear anything. Uh, Cindy, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Uh, you can get a hold of me on Spank This Hookups. Uh, my screen name is Sublime Surface, S-U-B-L-I-M-E, Surface as in a tabletop. Or you can get a hold of me on the Recon app. My uh, handle is Mictorition, M-I-C-T-U-R-I-T-I-O-N. And I'd be happy to entertain any questions or possibly play. Uh, Okay, and with that, uh, thank you guys very much for listening to the episode. Catch you on next time on Dudes Spake Dudes. Thanks, guys. Have fun out there.